Hi, welcome to Leadership with Randy. I'm Randy Powell. Today you're listening to Lessons on Leadership, our weekly conversation with inspiring people sharing some of the stories and lessons from their journey. Um, my passion is how do we help these young people learn how to eat right and learn how to sleep and learn how to build connections and um, learn how to pick up uh, or read, a, listen to a podcast instead of some of that music that is just noise. So, so that is my calling. And so what I'm trying to figure out is anything that is not in that lane, I've got to figure out how to minimize. Today, we're visiting with Dr. Michelle Robin, founder of the 31 Days of Kindness campaign leading up to World Kindness Day. Dr. Robin believes you cannot heal the body without first healing the heart. And that might mean letting go of a painful memory, healing a broken relationship, or releasing other emotions that keep you from discovering the best version of yourself. As a chiropractor, author, teacher, holistic healer, podcast host, unshakable optimist, international speaker, and the founder of Your Wellness Connection, Small Changes, Big Shifts, and Big Shifts Foundation, Dr. Robbins left an impression on thousands of lives by helping them find a way to live a vibrant, happy, and healthy life. Dr. Robbins, the author of Small Changes, Big Shifts, Wellness on a Shoestring, and The E-Factor, Engage, Energize, and Enrich. To learn more about Dr. Robin and her programs, visit smallchangesbigshifts.com. Let's go talk with Dr. Michelle Robin. All right. Well, we will uh, get started because I know Michelle has other commitments. So good morning, everyone. It's awesome to be together and really excited to spend time with Dr. Michelle Robin, who I've known a few years now and have been just continually inspired by the work she does uh, in Kansas City and in our community to, to just make it a better place. And so I think we'll have a, a great conversation that we can take a lot of ways around uh, healing and wellness and kindness and the kindness challenge and all of the many things you're involved in, Michelle. Why don't you uh, start and just tell everyone a little bit about yourself and your journey to, uh, to uh, being a, a kindness and wellness expert. Well, first of all, thanks for hand, having me on, Randy, and thanks for the beautiful surprise of having the Lumblads on here. Um, I uh, went to high school in a, a small town, Southeast Kansas, Parsons, Kansas, of all places. Uh, my uh, stepfather took a job there and moved there in uh, 1976, so aged myself a little bit here, and, and got the chance to uh, eventually meet a chiropractor there. I taught bowling lessons to the chiropractor. Got hurt playing basketball. Um, thank God, Wes Hendricks. You probably remember Wes, Tom. Um, we were playing in gym and uh, took a took my pelvis to the uh, bleachers. My mom took me to the hospital. Nothing was broken. At this time, I'm about 15 at this time. Then she took me to the chiropractor. Um, I remember about this much about the actual chiropractic experience, except that I remember how they made me feel. And, um, and Tom knows this, we had a little bit of a challenging uh, time, like a lot of people do. Um, about that time at the age of 15, my mom was uh, on her third divorce. Um, and, um, and so my brother, Mike, and I, we, he's my twin brother, and I'm hoping he can join us here. He would be extra special to see you, Tom. It, Tom the Lumblads mean a lot to um, me, but really mean a lot to my brother, Mike. They really helped save him. And so uh, I got in chiropractic because I loved watching how people, how people left. They walked, they walked in broken spirited, broken body. And uh, Dr. John just poured into them besides the fact of how powerful taking care of the nervous system is. Um, so I wanted to do that. And, um, and here I am hard to believe 40 years later and uh, came to Kansas City in 1988 to go to chiropractic school. Uh, my my chemistry teacher, Dr. Usera, and Tom, I don't remember if you remember John Usera. He um, told me my my freshman year before, um, as I was taking chem, he said, "Michelle, you know you're not going to be a chiropractor. You're not very smart at chemistry." And he was really right um, on that part that I wasn't smart at chemistry. But um, you know, when it's your calling, it's your calling. And so after I got my undergrad degrees in accounting and uh, my senior year, I thought, you know what, I really miss chiropractic. I want to, that's what I want to do. And so I found the, um, the wherewithal to get through chemistry and physics. And, and here I am. And it's just such a, 
a, a wonderful field. It has given so much to me that I could never, I could give 24 seven the rest of my life and never give it to what, give it back to the profession, what it's given to me. And so I'm a chiropractor because I witnessed uh, what was happening. And I'm a chiropractor because Dr. John Lakin and his wife, Carol, uh, believed in me. And they would say to me, um, Randy, and it's emotional. They would say to me, Michelle, you know what? You could be anything you want to be. And I had not heard those words. And so when somebody starts pouring those words into you, you get fortunate enough, if you're lucky enough to start to believe it. And so I started believing them. So that's initially how I got into chiropractic. Um, I'll let you take it. I'm sure you have a question off that and I don't want to just ramble. So well, I didn't know we were going to go there. That was like an unexpected surprise. That is so cool to hear those stories about how someone encourages another to help find their path. And and how critical have you found that over the years when you um, focus on healing? How much of that is surrounding yourself with positive people that believe in you and help you help encourage you to find your your way? Well, it's nearly impossible to find your way without people around you guiding you. And that's why it's it's such an awesome responsibility, um, especially in the roles we're in, is because uh, people will listen to what you say. People will say to me, you remember when you said this to me? I'm like, no. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I hope it was appropriate. Because sometimes you're just channeling, you know. And um, so it is everything. You know, I believe it's maybe Jim Rohn or someone said, you probably will know this, that you are, you are who you hang out with, the five people that are closest to you. And so if you look at who, who you're becoming, you need to look at who you are hanging around, what you're reading, what you're eating. If you want to become a potato chip, keep eating potato chips. If you want to become um, an asparagus, eat asparagus. And so it's not just about the mental health, it's, it's, it's the physical health. And that's what I love about this quadrus of well-being behind me is it's mechanical, chemical, energetical, psycho-spiritual. And, and I got a chance to meet a guy named Richard Yenny. And when I came to Kansas City to go to chiropractic college, and, and I'm not sure if many of you've had chiropractic care before, but it's really a whole person health medicine. And, um, and we kind of became back doctors so we could get into the insurance field. And so we would be reimbursed. But really, our, our, our mission, our passion is an inside out job. Let me help you remove the interferences so that you can live the life that you're designed to live from a uh, mind, body, spirit perspective. And um, so when you are around people that are saying you can do it, I, I have this cute little video and uh, Mike needs to come on so he can see this is it's actually his grandson. His two and a half year old grandson is cheering his uh, eight month old grandson who's starting to climb the stairs. And unsolicited, he starts saying, you can do it. You can do it. And so we all need people around us that says that believe that you can do it. And I want to tell you, um, there's many days I, I wonder, you know, we all have that five letter F word that we don't want to be. Anybody know the five letter F word? Fraud. And so um, I, I, that's how do, how do we not be that? And it's being, it's embodying that. So without a doubt, Randy, you need to be around the right people. You, you mentioned the whole uh, experience of wellness and it's, it's amazing uh, over the last year and a half of doing this, Everybody we brought in to talk about resilience, grit, perseverance, health, it's never a singular focus. It's always mental, physical, spiritual, uh, all of those components come together. How did you uh, reach that in your research and your experience that, that, that you, it was really a holistic approach? You know, when I was in chiropractic school, as I started to mention a little bit ago, um, I heard this guy, his name was Dr. Richard Yenny. And Dr. Yenny is from Independence, Missouri. And he was fascinated as a young boy with the Asian lifestyle. He owned judo studios. He spoke Mandarin or written Mandarin or wrote the calligraphy. And um, he came to talk to us at the chiropractic college. And, and you know, there's this that saying, success, success leaves clues. But he was so passionate about what he was doing, it was electrifying. And I, you know, when you've met somebody and you're like, man, I want what they have. You know, and the question is, are you willing to do what they did to get there, by the way? That's that's a whole nother conversation. But um, doc, I started kind of stalking Dr. Yenny and um, and Dr. Yenny uh, 
he owned these judo studios. And when he was, uh, he was President Truman's interpreter. And when they were over in Asia at the uh, war crime uh, trials, he got hurt. So he went to the hospital and they did acupuncture on his shoulder and he came out and was tons better. So he came back to Kansas City and the closest thing to acupuncture was chiropractic. You may not know this, we have a legacy chiropractic family in Kansas City, the Cleveland family. They started Cleveland uh, Chiropractic College. Um, people always say, when I say I went to Cleveland, they think they think Cleveland, Ohio. No, we have three or four legacy families in chiropractic, maybe more than that, but we have the, the, the top three and the Clevelands are one of them. And so um, Dr. Yeni became a chiropractor and then he started teaching all the chiropractors acupuncture. And when I um, got a chance to work with Dr. Yenny after um, begging his assistant, Pat, to work with him, I remember going to class one day and he held up a manila envelope, Brandy, in class. And it said four, four words, mechanical, chemical, energetic, psycho-spiritual. So my undergrad, as I told you, is in business. If you think about being a business, you have operations, marketing, finance, leadership. So to me, the body is the ultimate business. And we want to take care of those away. So I remember that, you know, how it just plants into your, your, your cells, into your memory. And then uh, as I started practicing, I thought, how do I teach people to live from those, that area? Because I also have 300 hours in acupuncture. Um, I was doing acupuncture, uh, a lot of acupuncture when I first started 30 years ago, because there wasn't a lot of acupuncture in Kansas City. And so um, Dr. Yenny poured that into me. I, I feel like it was just a, a destiny moment, kind of like me, meeting Tom Lundblad and Carrie Kerr in, in Parsons, Kansas, how they just pour into you. And all of a sudden you wake up one day and you go, wow, what the gifts I've had. So um, the way when I'm teaching people, I teach them, you can eat all, you can eat healthy. You can eat a vegan lifestyle or whatever lifestyle you want to eat. But if you're putting in the bad thoughts in your mind or you're sitting around all day long, you're not going to be a whole person. Likewise, you can exercise all you want, but if you're continuing to have the bad fork, you're going to be in trouble. You can pray all you want um, and you're not going to be well, but you need all those components to kind of like a waffle to really be uh, who God created you to be or your creator created you to be. So Dr. Yenny, um, it's just the next person. If you look through your life, and I talk about it in my second book, The E-Factor, which truly is almost like a, a biography for me, but it talks about um, the, the three steps to vibrant health, engage, energize, and rich. And there's been so many people that have enriched my life. As I look back at the age of 55 and I look back at my teachers and you can kind of go backwards easier than forward. And all of a sudden you can see the people that have shown up in your life. I just was with Barnett Hellsberg, which is how I met you, Randy, through the Hellsberg mentoring program. And you think about the, the ripples that he has impacted because he said yes. And so I said yes uh, to my spirit, which led me to Dr. Chiropractic School, which then led me to Dr. Yenny, which led me to blah, blah, blah. So um, it is paramount that you look at the whole picture. If any of you have questions, type in the chat so we can get you unmuted. You do a lot of work uh, promoting kindness. And so I'm going to give you a, uh, a, a chicken or the egg uh, here. Are you kind because you're well, or does kindness help you become more well? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. It's chicken, chicken or the egg. You know, the science shows that when you're kind to yourself or someone else, you change three neurotransmitters, the oxytocin, the dopamine, and uh, I forgot the third one. I wasn't, didn't know we we're going to go through there. So I didn't prepare that one, but you guys know what I mean. So there's three transmitters that help you kind of feel the glue, help you give a, a passion and, and motion in your life and feel connected. And so um, I, I, I believe that we come in innately kind, most people, the majority. I, mean, I know there's some hiccups, but the majority of people come in kind. And uh, unfortunately, some circumstances happen, which, which maybe strip people of their basic nature. And how do we help people do that? So um, I believe that it's a two-way street. And I'm I, you just like you said, it should be. And you know, thanks for talking about the kindness campaign. This is our, this is our third year doing it. Um, to be totally transparent, Ann Koontz, who's a mental health advocate, um, met her years ago through one of her daughters. And she came to me, she said, Michelle, you know, I know you do a 21-day program on sleep and you do a 21-day program on posture and a 21-day program on how to live a calm and peaceful life. 
and a 21-day program on free your space, one that goes with each of the quadrants. And um, she goes, you really need to do something around kindness. You, she pretty much told me to do it. And I was like, you know, and have you seen my plate? Yeah, I don't know about all of you. You probably all have a list. It's about this long and it bubbles to the top. And um, she said, I'll help you, but you really need to do this. And, you know, I was like, okay, she said it'd help me. So I got my team involved and we did it. And, and, and we kind of had the bones of it. I would tell you it was an average program, but it was, it was enough. And then um, oddly enough, it just posted my Facebook feed about the, the, the TV having me on talking about it before uh, one of our clients last year during the pandemic came to us locked in and said, Michelle, um, what, do, what should we do now? I've been talking to their team about some different rhythm and resilience and um, getting through these crazy times. And I said, well, if it's me, I'd focus on kindness because mental health, we're in crisis. We've been in a crisis. We've thrown gasoline on this fire that was burning. And, um, and they said, we love it. You know, who, who wants to say, let's be less depressed, right? Let, sign me up for that class. And so, so that's when we came up with the kindness campaign. We changed it from a 21 day to a 31 day. If you remember last year that we were a little bit of a, at the black lives matter the pandemic, as well as the political climate. And so, and world kindness day happens to be on uh, November 13th. And so um, we did this with Lockton. They helped underwrite the campaign. Uh, we hired a full-time content writer. And um, I want to tell you, we made a great program. And we uh, blasted all over the world, created a, a pretty big ripple. Companies would sign up, like Quest signed up their whole team members. You know, they got 54,000 employees. So we had, a, you know, a couple hundred thousand people do this with us around the country. And we have people continue to do it because it's a free program. It's our give back. And so um, then this year, uh, Jeff Odo, who you know is a community leader with Citywide, he'd be great on your show. And uh, Jeff reached out to me after the kindness campaign started last year. He says, you know, man, I really love this. We would love to do something with you. And so I kind of put that in the back of my hat. And so I reached out to Jeff and said, you know what? We want to spread the love. Would you, would Citywide Facility Solutions want to be our sponsor this year? So they sponsor the campaign and that affords us to have our team spend all the hours that we do on it. Um, so uh, it, it is a game changer. I, I just had, I just came off of Facebook Live with um, Golden Scoop. Have you heard of Golden Scoop yet? Yeah, I just came off of Facebook Live because today's today's uh, act of kindness. And it, once again, it's a campaign. It's not a challenge. People are challenged enough. In this campaign, if you choose to accept the assignment or you have time or calls to your soul, um, it's called Donate Your Skills to Someone. And it was fun to... Um, to interview uh, Golden Scoop. It actually was very emotional. Jamie was on the call with me. I've got Jamie on here with me. Jamie's our uh, new to our team uh, the last uh, few months and she's our chief program director. So when people reach out to me and say, could you speak to us? Um, I usually say, talk to Jamie because I still have a full-time practice. So I'll leave you guys here in just a little bit and I'm at my studio at the office and then I'll go see patients. I typically don't, don't do things like this on a Thursday um, because I see patients today. And that's where I get a chance to, you know, go use that gift. So um, Randy, once again, I'm talking a lot and uh, I want to listen a little bit more and hear people's questions as well. But the kindness, it goes back and forth. You can't, you receive it when you give it. And here, here's, the, here's actually the kindness quote of the day, which is perfect to your question. Love and kindness are never wasted. You know, Tom, I think about the difference you made in my family's life. And, and once again, it's emotional for me when um, Tom with, with Key Club um, in a, a, a small town, Parsons, Kansas, truly saved my brother, Mike, because he was heading down probably a road that he didn't want to go. Um, but here we go. Love and kindness are never wasted. They always make a difference. They bless the one who receives them and they bless you, the giver. And that's by Barbara DeAngelo. So that's the quote today. So that would be my summary of my answer to your question. Well, that's awesome. And it's awesome to think about that ripple of a, of a Tom years ago. And now you can see that play out over the years of the impact on lives and now probably on your brother's family's lives, you know, that you can trace back and see, and then someone inspired and, and made Tom the wonderful person he is. So it's, uh, it, it reminds us how important those opportunities are every day. But I think it's important to also um, 
reach back and tell people thank you because sometimes you you don't know your work matters and we all want to matter we all have on our forehead four letters mmfi make me feel important and uh, the Tom Lumbads, the Carrie Kerrs, the Dr. Yennies, the Lakens, the Mary Omwakes are people that have just put it on my heart and it makes me want to do uh, good. I don't want to say do more. You know, I'm in a different season where I, I just want to make sure that when I'm doing something, it's really in alignment and it's not just doing to do. We're in the middle of this thing they're calling the great resignation, where companies are having a hard time keeping people, attracting, recruiting, retaining their teams. How important is this component of kindness to the culture of a company? And and in the people you've been working with, have you seen any success stories where people transformed their culture and, and, and energized their teams? Such a great question. Uh, you know, if I think if we can, once again, if you can, the takeaway today is MMFI. If you could uh, make other people feel important without sacrificing yourself. I believe that employees no longer want to uh, come to a place where they don't matter and they're not making a difference. And so if you can teach them to pour, to give from their overflow, people are burnt out for many reasons. And as I'm giving to you today, and people will say to me, how do you, how do you do what you do? I, you know, got up at about 4.30 this morning, had some things I needed to get done before my day really got rolling and wanted to work out a little bit. Um, I have as much energy now that I'll have at six o'clock tonight because, because I am giving for my overflow. I'm not burnt out. I'm not depleted because I've been fueling my mind, body, and spirit the right way. And employees uh, humanity is going to demand that we don't deplete them. We don't chew them up and spit them out like we've been doing. I want to tell you, I see it from a wellness provider. I get to lay hands on people, whether it's a relationship they're in with a significant other, or it's a relationship with a, a, a work or colleague where they um, are just being depleted and beat down. Um, or we allow people to play out their patterns And here's part of the problem is some people um, have a need to prove they're worthy, which we all want to be, we all want to matter. We all want to have self-worth. And what we do is we, we overgive and we overaccommodate and we get burnt out and we have to have leaders that are healthy enough to say, you know what? I see you. Um, You know what? Take a break. Take a break. I know we, um, our our ops manager has been working really hard for us. Started uh, literally uh, May 13th of 2019, six, literally less than 60 days later, six weeks later, we had probably one of the most significant things that ever have happened in my career. We have a ransom attack, which took us out of the game, 30, 30 days of chaos, Um, you know, and then, and then we have a pandemic. And, and, and so, um, and her daughter's getting married and, um, she asked for a few days off and I'm like, great. And I actually scheduled a couple extra days off and she came in and said, oh, my hair got changed. I said, no worries. I've already got you covered. I, I, I knew I knew you were going to need the time off. And so I think as leaders, we've got to be taking care of ourselves so that we can see when our team is over accommodating and they're not taking care of themselves. So it's got to be it's got to be intentional with the food you're providing, with the benefits. I was talking to a, a leader yesterday, and he reached out to me about health insurance, and asked me about which uh, you know PEO do I use and what do I recommend. And and um, we talked about that a few weeks ago. And then when I saw him yesterday, I said, "What you decided to do is I haven't decided." You know, I've got this cost of employees going up, right? You know, we're at about twenty dollars an hour for a front desk person now. Okay, that's interesting. And, um, and then we have the 401k and then you have the benefits. I said, have you thought about doing something like having a position on your staff, you know, like a direct primary care doctor, we've got to get more creative about how we're going to take care of our people. And so um, I would say, look around Randy to go back to your question as leaders, we've got to um, put the mask on ourselves. We've got to make sure that we've done our own uh, analysis of our own personality um, strengths so that we're able to give from a full cup and we're able to witness and see before someone else 
may be crashing before they crash. We've got to be helping them. And I, I believe that's why we're seeing the great resignation is we forgot that people matter. I want to go back to something you hit on a minute ago um, when you talked about the 21 days of sleep and the 31 days of kindness. What's what's the value of repetition? Because it sounds like you've got a common theme there that it's not one and done on the things you're doing. There's there's repetition and incorporating habits into your life. How important is that? Well, you know, habits are everything. You become what you do and who you're hanging around with. So, so, and it's also, you, you go to a different depth. When you first hear a concept um, and you may get this much of it. And then once you have that tool belt on, then you hear the next level. And then you hear the next level. Here, here's one of my favorite examples. Um, we probably have all heard of the dentist. Okay. It, shake your head, Mike. I see a few people, Mike, Mike, Jeff. You've heard, have, did you guys go to the dentist, Michelle? Probably Everybody probably goes to the dentist. Right. And um, we were taught from young people that it's important to brush our teeth. And then we we're taught to swish. And then we we're taught to floss. And if you take that to the next level with people like Jamie and I, and Jamie probably can even go level being an Ayurvedic practitioner is then you think about, well, what about tongue scraping? Has anybody tongue scraped, heard of tongue scraping? Okay. That's another level. Okay. And then have you done oil pulling? Um, so, so in every element of life, there's these different levels. And I loved, I got a chance to hear Coot Blackson talk last night. He talked about the word surrender, the magic of surrender. And he said, surrender, there's like six levels to surrender. And so that's the truth of well-being. There's these different levels of how can we um, just start to master it at where we're able to uh, in well-being. So for me, as a chiropractor, one of my things is spinal hygiene. Um, maybe you haven't heard that word before, but you live your life through your nervous system. I'm able to talk to you right now. I'm able to move my hands. I'm able to blink my eyes. I'm able to hear. I'm able to digest the food I had this morning because of my nervous system. But what do we do to take care of our nervous system? We're not taught that usually. So um, it is everything where you learn to live your life from a whole person. I, I want to tell you, when I got in this space, my love, uh, my, my first love is spirituality. If I was not a chiropractor, I probably would be a minister. Okay. And, um, and that's my first love. And when I realized I heard a speaker one time talk about body, mind, spirit, and I thought, you know, what? I'm spending all the time in spirit. I'm ignoring my body. And that's why I was 15 pounds overweight and I had major uh, digestive issues. And I was already in this space for a decade, but I wasn't walking the talk. So I was that five letter F word fraud. And all of a sudden I started, well, I was, well, you know what? I need to put as much energy in my body and my mind as I do my spirituality. And then all of a sudden um, I started doing the, what, the quadrants of well-being. So it's what can I energetically do? What can I mechanically do in psycho-spiritual? So our programs help people embody all those. And it's like sleeping is one of my top three non-negotiables of being well. And um, we have a sleep epidemic as well. People aren't sleeping because they don't, it's not a priority for a lot of people. Um, one of my friends used to say, I'm, I can sleep when I'm dead. I'm like, well, you're going to be dead walking around. You know, you're not going to really be alive with it. But each quadrant also embody each of the uh, uh, programs embody all the quadrants. So it's sleep posture. It's, it's how you chemistry help yourself, how you energetically do you like your bed, psycho-spiritually, do you like who you're sleeping with? So they all overlap. It's continue. The, the word that comes to me, and it's not a healthy word, is the word waffle. You know, the waffle has all the little things that they continue to overlap. Everything you do in business and in life overlaps and grows. And Jeff, I love be, be versus do. My coach, Janice, she says, when you will, we used to, if you do what you want to do to have what you want to have, right? And then you can be who you want to be. That's what we used to be. Do, have, be. And now it's no, if you'll be who you need to be and you'll embody <clears throat> the essence of who you're designed to be, then you'll do what you want to do. Then you'll do what you need to do to create magic in your life. And when I started being more of a being versus a doing, um, I've created more magic in my life. You know, one of the big challenges to, I think almost everything you've talked about and you hit on it a little bit is around um, social media 
and the division it creates it you know we've been in isolation because of the pandemic and some people still are and then the division of social media just makes us feel more isolated uh we sleep less we have more anxiety uh so so it affects all of the quadrants you talked about how much do you address social media and healthy social media habits in your work as being essential to to focusing on your whole body and and whole experience you know we address it a little bit and so um I'm, I've, I've never answered this question this way, but I'm going to just kind of take it from what's coming up for me. <clears throat> We've all met people who are not very nice people and you've met really kind people. And then let's take the kind and the not kind person side by side. And they're even playing. Let's say they all are middle-class and then they get a bunch of money. Okay. And they, does, does that money change who they are or does it just make them more of who they already are? And so for me, I believe that, um, yes, social media for young people, we could, I think we could easily say it's not good for young people because they don't, they've not uh, evolved enough in this whole uh, inner knowing and they're looking for the outside world to reinforce them, which really needs to come from the people around them, their parents, their aunts, their uncles. I, I'm very intentional about being a great aunt. My, I try to make every event uh, graduation. I don't make ball games because I don't live in the same city, but if there's a graduation or a wedding or a big event, I'm going to be on a plane to be there if I can. Okay. Very seldom. I think I've missed one, maybe two things. And it's, I found out about them and I already had a speaking engagement or something. So we got to show up for people and I call it LTRs and I'm going to get your social media questions. So don't let me forget. I call it LTRs, lifetime relationships. How do we build those? And you're, you're a go-giver. You show up, you be a go-giver, you celebrate people, and then you do one-on-ones. And that's what I think really gives people a full life. And um, so social media, for me, when I am not in my right mind, I will, it'll give me bad stuff. But when I go to social media for what it's meant to be, it's meant to connect us. It's meant for us to be able to stay in people's lives. It's not meant for us to um, live our life through it, if that makes sense, Randy. So I believe social media is, doesn't need to be completely thrown out, but I do think we need to be managed it instead of it managing us just like we do with money. Money is money. We, we make money to, to hopefully give back and, and be able to support um, the community at the same time, be able to take care of our family. Um, I don't know about you, but I don't make money so that I could uh, be something other than what I already am. You know, I, I don't know if you, that, that answered any, any questions on that. Does that resonate for anybody? You're also quiet this morning. No, that's that's true. There are great benefits of social media. The 31 days of kindness. You share that on social media. It's it's very visible for people to to see that partake in it. And so I think you're right. It's being selective about where we go on the buffet, <laughs> the, uh, the the good table or the bad table. <laughs> Yeah. And how long do we spend on it? You know, I want to tell you um, a lot of times, and this is one of my things is I read the business journal on the Peloton in the morning and I see people celebrate it in there. And so I will reach out to them and, and, and in LinkedIn, I love LinkedIn. I'm a, I, um, you know, do I spend more than probably 20 minutes on it a day? I don't typically, but I, I love it because you're able to cheer people on. And that's sometimes you just, they need that, that, that a girl, that a boy, you got this just like my little Oliver to my little Cooper, you can do it. <laughs> you know, we didn't hit on this uh, earlier, um, but you hit, you were uh, around the edge of it. Uh, food and nutrition as a part of wellness. Um, talk a little bit about you know, choices people could be making um, that would, uh, that affect all those other quadrants of life. Yeah, you know, you got this hose from your mouth to your anus, okay? And that hose 
helps absorb the uh, nutrition and what you put in your body. If that hose is not taken care of, um, people will develop disease in their body. And we're seeing that right and left. And, and that'll be interesting as we look at this post COVID uh, down the road, I'm very fascinated to see why is it some people um, are getting COVID and they recover like that. And some people are getting COVID and they have this long haulers. I think I heard there's 11 million people with long haulers, 11 million people. Can you begin to think what that's going to do to the economy besides their families? There's a mom that um, three flights of stairs, she was a, an athlete and, um, and now she can't even walk her kids down the stairs to go to school, three flights of stairs in the UK. So I'm so fascinated by it. And there's, this is where I'm, I, I'm just so curious about what are we going to find? Was it vitamin D? Was it lack of sleep? Was it uh, that their hose was not healthy? Because you could be skinny fat. This is not about weight. This is about optimizing your well-being. And that hose between your mouth and your anus, it helps absorb that nutrition and put it back to the brain. And I'm, uh, if you think about type 3 diabetes, anybody heard of type 3 diabetes? Yes, no, maybe. So type one autoimmune, type two, they say is uh, insidious lifestyle, blood sugar imbalance, type three, uh, they're calling dementia. Okay, it takes $100,000 a year to take care of somebody with dementia. Um, I, I have to tell you, it's such fascinating times on so many different um, uh, areas, whether it's the banking or whether it's the uh, manufacturing or the health system and, and, and the insurance. As a provider, the insurance rates keep going up and our pay is getting going down. By the way, I get paid half of what I got paid 20, uh, 29 years ago when I started for a treatment, half. So, um, and, and yet the costs are going up. So um, I forgot the question. I'm so excited about talking to you, Brandy, and sharing this passion with you. But that, that host, so nutrition, um, it's not everything, but it's so important. It's like, it's like growing a plant. Can you grow a plant without good soil? You can, but is it going to flourish? And is it going to pro uh, prosper? Well, I know you got to get on to patients, so I don't want to uh, hold you on too long here. Um, well, I'd love to take a few questions if people have time. Yeah. Anybody got anything on their mind about health or wellness or sleep? It, it's amazing how often sleep comes up too, yeah. <laughs> which is something that yeah, you're right. In our fast-paced society, <laughs> people tend to blow it off, but... I've had countless speakers come on and talk about the importance of sleep to health and wellness and mental health. Um, what's the right amount of sleep we ought to be getting? Yeah. Well, it looks like Jeff has a question. Jeff, you want oh, to go? He? Oh, Michelle, I can go so many different directions while you're talking about, but one, I wanted to thank you. And I'm just grateful Alana Mueller introduced us. You're one of the best, most uh, phenomenal people I've met in the last six years, I think. Uh, by far, I just love your energy, your warmth, your kindness. Uh, and so, yeah, there's so many different things. You know, sleep is a weapon. Uh, Jason Bourne in the, the first uh, Bourne uh, novel, I've always remembered that. But, you know, uh, you know the t company culture. So I'm in, currently in a job search and I have been in a job search in the past. And, and I feel that this, you're right. The companies do not care they would never treat a prospective customer like they treat a prospective employee. You know, that you get ghosted, you've spent so many hours interviewing, prepping for an interview. And then, you know, the greatest call you can make is, Michelle, you, you're going to join the team. Here's your salary. Can't wait to have you aboard. That's a great call. Love that. Make that call. But you got to call the other four candidates to interview. And it's a three-minute call and tell them they didn't get the job. But no one does that anymore. I, well, no one is obviously, uh, um, you know, being a generalization, but it's it's so rare. It's it's incredible. And I think, you know, that's, you know, culture is so important. Peter Drucker says, you know, culture eats strategy for breakfast. But um, so there's so many things I want to uh, talk to you about. But one is, and Randy's the same way, like you guys do so many things, right? Um, you know, you're involved in so many years. So you have a full-time practice, you do these things 
uh, outside of that. And Randy's the same way, running a company, has his own company, doing this great uh, Lessons of Leadership podcast. How do you, you know, you know, what are your habits? How do you plan your day? What, what does that look like? First of all, um, Jeff, I, back at you. You know, I, I loved our first time we met at Panera. Um, I think young people can learn a lot from you. And I would just encourage you to just keep walking the talk. We've all got to link arms and um, have this grassroots effort of uh, not just kindness to be kind, but kindness and also how do you build relationships? It's really about connectivity and the soul thrives on connection. We're actually doing a whole program on connection matters. I just spent a lot of time researching it with my team over the last six months. And, and how do you build connections, whether it's with um, yourself first, with your spirit, with your, uh, with your wellness people, with your colleagues, with your family, with your animals, with your educators. And so um, I, think, I think it's really at connection. Um, is, is really what I want to tell you. And I, I love that, uh, you know, 20 plus years ago, I heard the words to change my name from Robin Chiropractic Acupuncture Center to your wellness connection. And so that's how we, you know, kind of helping people get reconnected and dial, dialing back in. Um, Jeff, I'm trying to think about the question there. Um, I've totally lost it. That's called 55. No, it's really, you're involved in so many things, okay, full-time practice, like what, you know, how do you go about managing your day from the, you know, what you're going to accomplish and what does that look like? Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I'm in a really um, pivot. I'm in a, I'm in a really transitional moment here to be totally transparent. Um, you know, my speaking business has, has grown during the pandemic because well-being matters more than ever right now. Um, I'm seeing it in my day-to-day -day practice. Um, I'm also seeing it in, in, the, in the corporate culture as well as churches and schools. So um, I think you've got to dial in. You've got to really ask yourself, am I um, doing what I'm called to do? And just because you can doesn't mean you should. And so I am um, currently um, going through my own little um, revamping and thinking about as I go into my 30th year in practice, what can I do differently? Because I want to tell you, when I talk about it, we have a foundation called the Big Shifts Foundation. When I talk about making generational change to five to 30 girls, once again, like Tom Lumblad and Carrie Kerr and, and the Lakins, if they had not poured into me at the age of 15, 16, and 17, and um, I would not be here today. Okay. Oh, maybe I would, but I would have had a lot harder road. And so um, my passion is how do we help these young people learn how to eat right and learn how to sleep and learn how to build connections and um, learn how to pick up uh, or read, a, listen to a podcast instead of some of that music that is just noise. So, so that is my calling. And so what I'm trying to figure out is anything that is not in that lane, I've got to figure out how to minimize. And so once you know what your soul's assignment is, it's your job to try to get rid of the noise. And so Jeff, I try, I'm trying to get rid of the noise. And so I have been, I, I've loved daylight saving times because I'm still waking up at kind of my normal time, which has been helpful because I need time where I'm not somebody, no one's texting me, no one's calling me, no one's emailing me, um, so that I could um, dial in. And I just so much when there's, I have a, I have a saying in my office, um, is when I meet our creator, whatever, whatever that is for you, whatever you believe, I just want to know that I did my assignment. That's what I want to know. And that's what drives me every day to have habits. And I can't, I can't be that clear when I put junk in my body that I've, I've been, I've been working on my well-being. Um, I have to tell you the pandemic, I hate them to say this and it's going to be live is, is that um, the pandemic has been a little bit good for me. I've picked up pickleball. I have uh, quit working a little bit, a little bit more, less of seeing patients, um, which will change a bit more next year. Uh, so, but I want to tell you, I feel so good in my mind. And I, sometimes I'm like, wow, you feel good today. You are on it. If you're not saying you're on it, I, 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 don't, I don't hit the snooze alarm. I'm like, let's do it. Bring it on. This is the day the Lord has made. Let me get out there and, and help people.
So, so Jeff, I have habits of how I feel my body. I start the day with uh, either chlorophyll water, hot lemon water, or regular water. You know, those are three things I do. I have a, I have a, a little bit workout process. I have a prayer process. Um, I don't get it right every single day. I don't. And I've been at it 40 years. But every year I get new tools and I embody them more and more. And I just keep embodying them. I keep just like that dental hygiene. I just keep taking the next level and you just get better and better at it. So I would love to take another question or two because I could do this all day long. Randy, I'm so grateful for the invitation. You just have so much energy and so much passion. Um, Jamie's got a comment here. Yeah, Jamie's talking about A days, B days, and C days. And it's not A days of how do I feel. Um, people think it's about I feel like a rock star today. It's, it's, it's A days of habits. So when I have more time, like maybe on a Sunday, my wellness habits go a little bit deeper because I have a little bit more time. To be well takes time. You've got to invest in yourself. Or there's a saying, you invest as you go or your body sends you a big bill later. And if you're getting a big bill right now, you might, people come to me all the time and say, I don't know why my body's doing this. I'm like, I can tell you why, because <laughs> you've been living on diet Coke, you're smoking and you're drinking. And not that you can't do those things. We just can't do them every day. And so there's A days, B days, and C days. And um, there's just some things that are non-negotiable. Sleep is pretty much non-negotiable for me. You know, um, water's non-negotiable. Being grateful is non-negotiable. Everything else beyond that, uh, I don't may not get done every day. But those three things I need to get done every day for me to really show up and mentally be ready to engage in the day. How much sleep is good sleep? <laughs> you know, um, I, I really I'm going to defer to a guy, and I just found a new app. But once again, my phone's upstairs with my team. Um, there's the Michael Bruez, who's been on my podcast uh, two or three times. He's he's known as America's Sleep Doctor. He has a chronotype, a free quiz you could take on his test that talks to you about the power of when. Um, I, I I would say that when you're on vacation, after you've been on vacation for three to five days. And you're kind of out of the rat race and you look at your normal sleep, then that's probably how much you need. Um, some people would say it's six to nine hours, but teenagers need a little bit more. Um, it's, and it's also the quality of sleep is, are you just laying in bed? Are you truly sleeping and what type of quality you're, you're getting? So. That has a big impact on your total mental health. Without a doubt, it's what's this, the top three. First of all, gratitude. We know gratitude changes. It's like kindness. It changes your brain. Mm -hmm. um, we know hydration. It changes the brain. Sleep changes the brain. It's how little we take care of our brain, which is also connected to our gut. Um, and that's when we look at this mental health crisis we're in. Um, people just have forgotten to take care of the brain. You know, Tom, can you, Tom, can you unmike? Tom, what, what question do you have after um, 40 years of kind of being on this surface of what's been going on? Well, first of all, I want to thank you for just being you. The, the spreading all these positive messages. I'm just so proud of you. But the questions, I, I like back to Randy's concept of sleep. Sometimes I think at 77, I sleep nine or 10 hours a day or night, but I'm not sure it's, it's good sleep. So you emphasize that so much. I, I think that I don't know how to impact that so much as I sleep a lot, but I don't know that I sleep well. Yeah, I, I think it'd be interesting to, uh, um, it's kind of like, I think about hearing, We, I, I, you think about not getting your hearing checked until you start to lose it. It's maybe like talking to a sleep doctor before you lose your sleep. It's so many times we're always doing things afterwards instead of during the process of how do we look at it. So um, I would say that we have our 21 day sleep program. Dr. Brewis has a ton of free stuff out there. Ask yourself when you wake up, do you feel like you're ready to rock and roll? And then, um, you know, sometimes I will uh, kind of wake up uh, earlier than I really want to, and I should, and maybe I've had caffeine too late. Um, 
you know, I was at this retreat yesterday and I had iced tea at three o'clock, which I knew I shouldn't have had, but you know, the, wa- the water was empty. That was my excuse. And it was, it was either that or, or, or Coke, which, you know, I'm going to take tea over Coke any day. Um, but I woke up thinking, you know, you knew that. And so just listen to your own inner wisdom, ask your inner wisdom, what should I do? What's the greatest thing I can do for my well-being today? And then listen, because your body and your spirit know. And watch the nudges you hear around you, you'll see stuff and you'll be like, oh, I'm supposed to call and check in on Randy, or I'm supposed to, you know, blah, 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 your, your body, it'll tell you, but you've got to get rid of the noise of the social media, of the, of the news, of, of somebody want, 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 telling you all the things you should be doing um, when you know you should be doing something different. Yeah, yeah. Good points. And to get back to the balance piece and my own experience, like if I get a good workout, if I get a good run, if I eat well, I sleep better. You know, so those things all tie together. Uh, if I don't get a workout, I don't sleep as well. So it seems like all those things have to be in balance. (laughs) If you neglect one, they all start to uh, fling apart. (laughs) It's so true. They all overlap. It's not just, it's not, it's not this or that it's this and that. Yep. You have to focus on everything. Well, I know you are out of time um, and have patients waiting on you and we don't want to deprive them of all of this awesome time with you. Uh, Chris has a message here, fired up and inspired. Yeah. It's hard to not be fired up and inspired listening to you. As long as I've known you, you're just so exciting (laughs) and full of energy and uh, you're sharing that with the world. And that's the most powerful thing you could do. Well, and if I could help any of you don't hesitate to reach out, um, the world needs you. The world needs you. So whether it's lighting the fire in somebody else to give hope, um, Tom, and I'm going to say this and I'm going to get off is because of people like you, I'm able to do the work I'm doing. And so all of you, you don't know which person you're touching. Cause I'm guessing Tom, you had no idea that 40 years ago, because you poured into myself and my brother that um, we're impacting other lives. And that never is never lost on my heart and soul. So I'm so grateful you joined us today. Kirsten, I know you had to jump off. Um, uh, thank you. And, and Randy, thanks for the work you're doing. Uh, it matters and you matter. Everybody have a great day. Um, hey, you, you continue to pay it forward, young lady. <laughs> I'm going to do it till the day I die. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Michelle. You are making a big difference and uh, the world needs you too. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.